Welcome to The Main Thing. I am your host, Evan Borelli, and each week I'm going to bring you conversations around keeping God at the forefront of your life and how to keep your mind sharp in a chaotic world. Let these words drive you and inspire you to always be better. What's going on, everybody? This is Evan again, just back with another podcast. Um, So today I'm actually using the help of my lovely lady Lex (laughs) because she is going to be interviewing me. So we're flipping the tables. Um, Lex can talk for a little bit about what this is going to look like, but um, I figured I can give y'all a little bit of a perspective of the creator of this whole podcast. You guys have heard so many different stories from different people, Um, so really what I want to do is just give y'all my story, and so that way you guys have a better understanding of where I'm coming from, and um, Lex, if you want to say anything before we start. Yeah, no, I think it's super important that people understand kind of a little bit of of context. Um, You have been struggling with this for a few days. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I keep telling you, you need to tell everybody your story and why it's important for you to to explain to everybody why um, you started the podcast and you've been trying to do this and it's just yes. not coming out. I don't know why you're having so much trouble. So it I was. Think- I think it was my idea. <laughs> I'm going to interview you. Yes. We're gonna. I'm going to try to get the story out of you, and I think that I think you have a really great story to tell people, and I want. I don't know. I just I feel like they need to know who you are and and just where this whole thing started. So well, I'll be transparent. I was just nervous because I don't tell people all of this stuff. So it's it's but funny, I have, but I have a desire to. Like yeah. I want to, but not everybody knows. Like old Evan, not everybody knows even current Evan. It's hard to get out your own story because it's yeah. kind of sensitive. Mm-hmm. So. It's easy to talk about it with you, but for some reason, when I put a microphone in front of my face, I'm I like, know. Uh, I don't know if I like this. It's <laughs> yucky, you know. But um, I, know. I guess we could just well, you're now. You're, okay, you're the yeah. one running it now. So I'm running it now. Okay, well, first of all, we kind of started this yesterday, but I want to know first things first. Why did you start this podcast? Why was it important to you? I would say that. And then we'll get into like the background stuff later. Yeah, okay. I would say the main reason why I even wanted to start this podcast was. Um, in a cliche sense, to make a difference. And everyone says that they want to make a difference. Um, People that like to serve, people that like to be involved. Everyone wants to say they want to make a difference, but there's just a big piece to me that feels a need to speak to people Mm -hmm. and feels a need to get messages out that are going to lift people up because there's, um, there's just a lot of negativity out there. So that's The main reason why is because I know that what I believe works Mm -hmm. and I know that other people should hear it. Yeah. And there's obviously a background story to that and why Mm -hmm. you feel so strongly about it and why you feel like you need to connect to people or want to connect to people. Um, I know that you have this like natural way of connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Um, You do it with me all the time. And I know how badly you want to be able to reach out and like help people that are in need. And I know that you've struggled in the past. So... Um, I mean, I've been learning through all of my business stuff and everything that I'm going through right now is that you connect with people the most by kind of diving into the struggles and the things that you've dealt with in your past. So mm-hmm. go all the way back and just explain your story. Like what happened to you in the beginning that kind of started all these things that brought you to your faith journey and how just how it all started. Just go with that first. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things for me was um, I, I can relate to a lot of people who are, are afraid. I could say that's that's the word. Um, afraid to challenge themselves. Afraid to do different things in life. Um, when I was in high school, I 
struggled a lot with self-worth. A lot of people on the outside saw me as pretty pretty squared away. I mean, I I was in, I did indoor track, I did lacrosse, I was in the drum line, so I kind of had like every spectrum of. I was friends with everybody because I was like a band geek, a runner, and a and a lax bro. And then by the time I was a senior, I was like the student body president, and I was the class clown. But no one really saw Evan on the inside. No one saw all the stuff I was struggling with. And mm-hmm. that has such a profound impact on me mentally. Um, not feeling like I was worth anything because I was looking at everybody else. I was always looking at, oh, my buddies, you know, they get the girls, they, you know, they go out and have fun. And, and like, I wasn't really getting like invited to a lot of things as a high schooler. And that mm-hmm. makes, that makes a difference. Like oh, yeah. when you're in high school, you want to be involved in everyone's stuff. So I was like Absolutely. friends with the popular kids, but I wasn't like one of the popular kids. Which is so sense. funny because I was the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that had a huge impact on me and no one ever saw it. So I hit it by being funny mm-hmm. and just goofing off, joke, like joking around. And I tried to claim that that was like really who I was. And now obviously I've been I've been joking around for so long. That's just... Yeah, and I'm trying to I... just cut it out because <laughs> it's just too much all the time. It's just who I am now at this point. But, <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. I love you for it. For people to talk about things that they're struggling with, I can completely relate to anything that they're going through. And I'll be totally real with you guys. There was moments in high school where like, I didn't want to be around and I, I mean, be open, be completely open and honest with your, because everyone wants to, maybe they don't want to hear it, but they need to hear it. Like you've yes. thought about, there was, there was days where I thought about not being alive, committing suicide mm-hmm. and didn't really have a way to do it. But that's a super raw and honest um, thought that I've had before. And obviously thinking it is different than trying to do it. Right. So um, I've just been that low. I've, I've been low enough to think, what's the point of Evan being here? If, mm-hmm. you know, if he doesn't feel like he's worth anything, like why, you know, why? All these why questions. And interestingly enough, this all happened only two years after I accepted Jesus into my life. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was a little bit more upset. I was like, God, what, like, why? Why, God? Why would you do that? Why mm-hmm. would you allow me to think all these thoughts when I just accepted you as my Savior? Mm-hmm. I thought everything was supposed to be great after I, after I accepted Jesus, but clearly that wasn't the case. So when it comes to struggles, most of it happened in high school. It's crazy because, I mean, not to get off too too off topic, but you and I have dealt with so many of the same things Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's crazy like I had kind of the same I mean I don't have that like funny side that you do but through high school like I struggled Mm -hmm. and I was always I was never sure of like who I was never comfortable with who I was I was always friends with the popular kids but like never was like invited out to all the parties and things and I mean I've had those thoughts I think a lot of people have a lot more people have those thoughts than you think, yeah, you know, a lot a, of people don't really talk about them, but I mean, I've never really openly talked about it, but I've had those thoughts too. And just high school is a hard time, you know, it's but hard. it's also crazy how you and I both went through the same things. And now we both kind of have really crazy faith journey stories to yes, tell, which I'll, yes. I guess I'll talk about it in another episode where you want to talk, yeah. you want to have a meal later, but yeah, yeah, it's just crazy how, um, the, the, path that some people take to get to that and i mean going back to like how you said you accepted jesus and then it got hard like you know with me mm-hmm. i'm very new to the whole faith thing but it's i'm kind of going through like the hardest time that i've ever yeah. been in when it comes to my faith mm-hmm. 
and I mean, I I thought I was comfortable with it a long time ago, and things are just totally like yeah, you know, like it's it's never stagnant. It's not like your life has to be perfect because you take Jesus in your life. But mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has ups and downs, and I think it's so great that you're speaking out about all the good things that has all the good things and all the bad things that have to do with life and your faith journey in Jesus and Christianity and all that or whatever it may be, and like the struggles and the mental struggles, mm-hmm. because people need to hear it. People need to know that they're not alone. Yeah. Um, I think that everybody in their 20s and maybe, I mean, if there's any younger listeners or any older listeners, I think everyone's dealing with the same things internally. Everyone's got something. Yeah. Just a lot of people don't really like to talk about it, but like it's so important for people to know that like they're not alone. You know what's crazy too is when you just talked about it got really hard right after things were really good. Um, The only reason why I got out of feeling like that internally is because my dad made me read that book, uh, Do Hard Things. I mm-hmm. still use that quote, that little three-letter phrase. I still use that today, the whole do hard things. Mm-hmm. It's a book written by two young high school Christian boys. Yeah. And they just talk about the importance of how God uses challenges and God is it allows you to struggle and mm-hmm. allows you to go through stuff, um, allows you to be not perfect. You know, the, the last human who was perfect was Jesus and mm-hmm. people crucified him. Right. You know? So when I read that book in high school, it opened up my brain to realize like, A, everything's going to be okay. B, God's got my back. Mm-hmm. And C, I should live a life filled with challenges, um, not being miserable. I think that's a, a common misunderstanding yeah. when, when someone like me says like, you should challenge yourself. That's not me telling anyone they should live a miserable life. I right. do not agree with that at all. But Finding ways to challenge yourself, to push your mind, push your body, push your soul. Those are all things that help you become stronger. That way, if in the event you actually do need that strength, you already have it. So that was what got me out of that in high school. Okay, so that happened in high school, which then I'm assuming is what led you to the Citadel. So why don't you talk about yep. that? Yep, boy! <laughs> we'll um, talk about that a little bit. <laughs> so I know I, everything about your yeah. life in the Citadel, but so just explain Lex a little. has heard every possible story about the Citadel. Literally um, every Because I can't stop talk. talking about it. Yeah. Well, but, it's a big um, part of you, so. It is. And honestly, that book led me to realize that I need to do something hard in my life. And with where I was at in high school... I personally believed that going to a big state school or a, a quote, normal college was going to lead me down a path personally of um, just a lot of bad decisions. And I felt like I kind of needed to be like squeezed out of a lot of habits. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't really focus a lot in high school. I didn't really get the best grades. I was like a BC student at mm-hmm. best, right? Um, with a handful of A's, which always got me excited. <laughs> but when I actually watched my cousin graduate from Paris Island, that also like double sparked my interest, right? So I watched all these Marines graduate and I was basically speechless like watching these, these guys were 18, 19, some older, but for the most part, fresh out of high school guys. Mm -hmm. And they looked like the most squared away humans I I had ever met. And they looked so like disciplined and and intelligent because they had just got they had just been trained by warriors Mm -hmm. you know to be like very focused individuals and i was longing for that in that moment of my life so Mm -hmm. when i got we left paris island um (laughs) got back to high school and i was i remember telling my dad i was like dad like now that i've seen what marines are like everyone in high school seems so soft like (laughs) did you never have an like a thought about going into any kind of military school or like the military in general before that I, I feel like I, I had dabbled with it a couple times, but overall, no. Okay. And 
It wasn't until my dad had me read that book, which he read with me. That was sort of like a father-son thing. So I'll be forever grateful of that. Yeah. That little moment. Because whether he knew it or not, I mean, I was having those thoughts. And it was hard for me to explain those thoughts. And I was just struggling. But he mm -hmm. got me that book. And it changed my life. And yeah. then obviously I watched my cousin. And then I was like, all right, I need to be in the service. And in the beginning, it was the Marine Corps. Yeah. That was the branch I wanted to pick. Mm -hmm. And so we visited a bunch of colleges. I thought West Point was going to work. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't get good grades. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, we kind of pushed that off to the wayside. And then my dad literally Googled military colleges. Mm -hmm. Hit enter. And the Citadel came up. He was like, hey, son, the Citadel looks a lot like West Point. They basically have the same uniforms. Like, we should check that place out. And it's in Charleston. Like, it's super nice. Yeah. So I visited Charleston and loved it instantly. I got to see all these college kids and it was the, it was a very similar vibe to the Marine Corps graduation. You felt like it's what you needed. It's exactly what I needed. Yeah. But now, of course, that opens up a whole can of worms with overcoming more challenges, but trying to be okay with challenges. So talk about like briefly, because I know how much you like to go into Yeah, yeah, detail. yeah. No, you're good. Like the struggles that the Citadel put you through and like how you literally thrive today on your memories from the Citadel of being yeah. so, I don't want to say tortured. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it's all self-inflicted. It's all challenged, let's say. It's all self-inflicted. Long story short, yeah, long story short, the Citadel is just a very intense environment. You can make it as easy or as hard as you want. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of the school. There's a lot of kids or college students that go to the school and they don't really involve themselves in a lot of things. They just kind of coast by. Yeah. They don't really stay that fit. When you're a freshman, you're supposed to be taught how to, like, challenge yourself. So for me... To put it in like a in a summary form, you know, I let the system happen to me mm -hmm. at the Citadel. So when I was a freshman, you got the shaved head, you got to run around, you do push-ups, you get yelled at. It was degrading in, in some sense, but everyone was trying to break you down to build you up. That's a huge thing in the military. Break you down to build you up mm -hmm. because they want you to be built up stronger. So right. they got to break you, break you, break you. Because I was willing to just accept all that. Mm -hmm. I didn't fight it. I didn't get, like, mad at people for yelling at me. I kind of just, like, okay, just, like, took it in stride. Once I was done freshman year, I was mm -hmm. like, wow, like, what's next? Like, what's the next thing? Did you um, keep your faith throughout the entire, like, your whole college journey? Or was it was yes. that something that you were able to do? Or did it come after? Yeah, so... Because I know when, you said you went through some challenges with it. Yeah, when you're stuff. a freshman, it's hard to leave campus um, in the very beginning. And obviously, raised by, you know, two Christian parents, they taught me the importance of that. Mm -hmm. And I did my best to either try to go to church on Sundays. I actually got involved in a um, church group on campus freshman year. I didn't know that. Yeah, it you was didn't a tell um, me. yeah, it was a way to like on Thursdays. I want to say it was on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday nights on campus. I was able to go to an event and like listen to a sermon. Long story short, I did keep my faith, but it wasn't always perfect, mm -hmm. and there was. Plenty of weekends where I wasn't going to church, and there was plenty of weekends where I struggled. Um, well, you talk about a lot about how you want this podcast to be a lot of mental discipline and keeping your faith mm -hmm. strong and keeping mm -hmm. God first to get you through those hard times. I mean, so like relating back to how tough college was, I mean, did you were you able to lean on your faith to get you through all like those crazy things? Because I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. So, or was it after college that you started really focusing on your faith? No, I don't know what it is. I think it was something inside me. Um, one very specific instance, I was um, I was trying out for that drill team junior mm -hmm. year. And this is where I felt like I got a little stronger junior year because it was so 
physically exhausting. Mm-hmm. There was a day I was out on that parade deck and I think we were just doing lunges. Very simple exercise on the surface, but it was like our millionth lunge of what it felt like. <laughs> and all I said out of nowhere in my head was like, God, give me one more. Mm-hmm. Just give me one more. Just give me one more lunge. One more lunge. And I kept saying that over and over and over again. And I was like, wait a minute, this is actually working. Because mm-hmm. like, I started to feel less sorry for myself and I started to feel more empowered. That's a super hard concept to explain, but something about constantly asking God for strength yeah. makes you feel like it really isn't you. Mm-hmm. It really isn't my strength. Yes, I'm a human. Yes, I have free will. I could have stopped whenever I wanted. But the fact that I was thinking that it was God helping me through all this, that kind of helps me get through a lot of other life challenges, You know, whether it's financial, um, in a relationship with my family, whatever it is, whatever the challenge may be. Mm-hmm trying to the keyword trying trying to remind yourself to like focus on god yeah allows you to feel more empowered you know because he's not physically right next to me but he's inside my heart yeah so it kind of makes you feel like a little stronger like almost like artificial strength mm-hmm. but obviously he's <laughs> he's real but he's just inside you so what about post college i mean you so like quick rundown you how did it go first you went home first and then you went yeah, I can just tell go. me all the time. I know. I tell you these stories <laughs> and you forget. So many details of your past. I forget sometimes. But. I was home for only six weeks after I graduated college. And then I was planned to go to Missouri for that for my army training, mm-hmm. um, which was 20 weeks, which got elongated by like three weeks because I tried out for that school. Um, mm-hmm. Similar to the Army Rangers, but I'm not going to say it's anything like the Army Rangers. So if you're an Army Ranger listening to this, don't worry. I'm not saying that <laughs> the Sapper school is any, you know, any better or worse, but it's just different. Uh-huh. So I tried out for that school. So that's where I was at first and got a little humbled. I kind of lost my faith a little bit during training. Had a pretty big ego. Tried Sapper school, which is a very hard course in the army, mm-hmm. and I actually got hypothermia and went to the hospital, which was a huge deal. That was a very big deal for me. And getting hypothermia at a course that I assumed I was going to pass mm-hmm. did not go well with Evan's brain. Yeah. I was very, I was, I beat myself up pretty hard. I tried to tell everybody that I was cool with it. I was like, you know, like whatever. Like, yeah, I know this is God's plan. I did not believe that in my head. How long did it take you to get back on track with like your faith? Cause now we talk about it a lot where we look back and we're like, mm-hmm. Oh, imagine if you actually got through with that. And like, where would we be? Would we have met? Would things have be, would things be as good and as awesome as they are now or i mean it you're you're thankful for it now but how long did it take you to get past it legit took me let's see i got out of that school in november of 2018 until i moved until i moved to charlotte it's a tough question for you literally until i moved to charlotte (laughs) which was when they don't know june of june of 2019 so basically a half a year okay took me about six months the reason why it was so hard to get over that is because during training I try to be very motivated and everyone else around me was saying like, you know, Evan, you're a motivated person. Evan, like you got this, like, you know, you got nothing to worry about. Um, I try to be a leader and that filled my ego, mm-hmm. which then bit me in the butt later. So <laughs> what is it that, what life lesson can you take from that to tell your readers or listeners <laughs> to tell your listeners mm-hmm. Um, how to, how to get through something like that when you feel like you got it all figured out and you're going to do this and life is going to be this way and it's all going to be great. And then 
God kind of mm-hmm. tells you like it is. Like, Reminds you that like, oh, your really? story is, or your plan is not so much his plan, and you got to f- figure out a new way. So, like, I mean, how, what's your what's your lesson for your listeners through the, to get through something like that? And that's honestly a pretty tough question because I could say all the cliche things, and I could say all the nice fluffy stuff. I want to hear the real thing. But in reality, <laughs> you have to be okay with not being the best. Mm-hmm. Be okay with it. Like, we tell each other to get over it, you know. Can I interject? Yes. Um, it's something to do with that, The Purpose Driven Life. Yes. <laughs> My oh. favorite book ever. Shout out to Pastor Rick Warren because oh my God. that book. That book changed me and I am new to all this stuff. So this, that's a big deal. But I will never forget this. This is like the, one of the last chapters in the entire book that mm-hmm. we went through. It's like day 44 or something it's like that. It's insane how I, the one thing I remember from this book, the biggest thing I remember from this book is like the last chapter. But God made you to be only you so why try to be like somebody else or why try to he's got all of your stuff figured out Mm -hmm. so why are you going to try to mess with it or why are you going to try to figure it out your on your own like it's just it's insane to me so we talk about like let's talk about that for a second so we talk about society social media trying to be perfect all these things right and Mm -hmm. our generation is very different than past generations past generations never really had an opportunity to like go on their phones mobile phones Mm -hmm. see social media and then compare themselves to other people. It's like the all worst. The it's like the worst way to grow up. No, it's up. horrible, right? It's horrible. So you know, you and I can go on Instagram or Facebook for literally twenty five seconds, and I could think that I'm not in shape, that I'm poor, that I don't have the job that I need, mm-hmm. and all this negative, negative stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not because I choose to follow negative people. That's just what pops up. Yeah. Because social media is all about. It's all about showing people what you want them to see, not the real you. Absolutely. Right. Because you want to get likes. It's all mm-hmm. about the attention. Because who wants to? Because no one wants to know my story. about the bad things, you know? No one wants to do that. Why am I going to post about all the struggles I had in high school when I could just post, you know, a picture of me, like, in my army uniform or something Mm -hmm. dumb like that? Mm -hmm. But what Pastor Rick Warren was trying to preach in that specific chapter about weakness and your mistakes and your flaws is that God specifically made you with all of your talents, all of your gifts, and all of your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't... He didn't create that to give you a negative life. He just created you because you're supposed to have that specific weakness. And you're not supposed to be You're not supposed as to be. good as the other person that you're you're comparing yourself to. Mm-hmm. He gave you everything that you need to be the best you possible. And, and look, only you, not compared to anybody else, if that makes sense. And look, at the end of the day, I, like, love that. I am good at things that you're not good at. You're really good at things that I'm not good at. And if we always play the comparison game, we'll drive ourselves crazy. Yeah. Because I'm never going to be perfect. It's like I just said in the beginning of the whole the whole episode, the last person that was perfect was Jesus, and they killed him. Yeah. <laughs> like, even Jesus Christ, who was literally perfect, people still hated him. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't show you proof that it is impossible to please everybody, and it's impossible to be perfect, yeah. and you have to be okay, so like this is the advice, you have to be okay with the things you're not good at. You have to hone in on the things that you are good at. Because what I didn't do, personally, was I didn't hone in on the things I was good at. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm just now realizing that now. But I had to hit those low moments in life. And I'm pretty young. Rel- relative to life, I'm pretty young. So I've got a lot more life to live and i got a lot more stuff to learn. But mm-hmm. what I'm learning is that what I am good at is getting to know people, talking, <laughs> speaking to people, mm-hmm. figuring out what it is they need help with. Like I just met with those high school kids yesterday. Yeah. And one of the kids next to me, he, he told me that the current generation, they do what's called, this is crazy, I don't, I don't understand high school kids, 
they call they say he's like he's you like, think you're old i'm yeah. just like four years he's older like, than you he's it's like terrible. yeah man everyone's out here chasing clout and i'm like what <laughs> i looked i felt like such an old man I'm like what do you mean chasing clout what is clout is that what lit is you know <laughs> no so what he's what this high school kid was trying to say was chasing clout means everyone in high school nowadays is trying to be famous yeah because they see everybody else on social media as famous or viral or effective and so are not effective they're just famous mm -hmm. and what i told them last night was look y'all don't be famous be effective mm -hmm. it's way more important to be effective than it is to be famous if you strive to be effective and if you strive to just work hard people will notice in due time mm -hmm. Right. Well, look at you and look at hopefully me. <laughs> yeah. You're not worried about how many people listen to the podcast. You're just worried about getting your voice out there and getting your story out there and getting other people's story out there to, in, in hopes of helping somebody. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to me and my, my business, I'm not necessarily, I'm not worried about the money aspect. I'm not worried about being some social media star. I'm just looking to start some kind of platform to help people and just, and that's all you can really do, you know. Um, all you can do is really just try to stay as real as possible and just be the best person that you can be and help as many people as you can help. And that's all you can really do. Um, one of the things I was just thinking of, and I had it written down, was a specific verse actually in the Bible, um, Ephesians 3.20. And a lot of churches say this before you leave. And there's certain pieces I wanted to hit on. So it says, And now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, than we could ever ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Okay, Evan, why did you just say that, right? Well, think about what the verse is saying. Now to him, to us, who's able to do immeasurably more, so more than we could ever ask or imagine, yeah. we're able to do according to his power, God's power that is at work within us. So all of your struggles that y'all are dealing with in life, all of your setbacks, all of your sadness, all of your depression, all of your mopey popey, I don't have this, that, the other thing. When you accept Jesus into your life, you have a power that is stronger than any human can help you, any job can help you, any amount of money can help you. Nothing can help you like God can help you. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't physically see God, but when you believe it and it's in your heart, that's what that verse is saying. And now to him who's able to do, able, that doesn't mean who's hopefully able to do, who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask, or imagine according to his power that is at work within us so hopefully that's encouragement um, for all of y'all I think that that's like the perfect way to explain kind of like the reason why you wanted to start this whole thing um, like I said you were having a lot of trouble figuring out exactly how to tell your story and express your message and mm -hmm. um, your importance of this whole podcast. So just give me like one last takeaway of why this is so important to you, what you want your listeners to get out of it. And um, just give me just your last little takeaway. Yeah, I would say for, for people, the main message I want people to take away from this is the essence of the title mm -hmm. is to keep the main thing, the main thing. And like my dad said, depending on who's listening, that can mean different things. Mm -hmm. But what I firmly believe is when you have a relationship 
with Jesus, that doesn't mean, look, a lot of people read the Bible, they ain't Christian. Yeah. A lot of people go to church, they don't live it, right? Mm -hmm. There's a difference between outwardly looking like you're doing the right thing and then not, right? So it's like Pastor Stephen one time said, there's a lot of people that read the Bible, maybe they just like to read. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they might not be doing any of the things that they're reading about, right? Or they might not be understanding it. So my takeaway is when you keep God first in your life and you try to focus on his strength, all the things that he's able to do, it gives you a better sense of peace and purpose in your own life because you stop worrying about not having enough. You stop worrying about not being strong enough. You mm -hmm. stop worrying about not having enough money, right? All those things that drive people to their breaking point. Yeah. You have to realize that God is way stronger, bigger, be bigger, better, and greater than any surface level human issue we ever have. Mm -hmm. He created everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for him to be able to handle a problem like my finances or for him to be able to handle a problem like my mental stress, that doesn't intimidate him in the slightest. Yeah. He's just like, all right, yeah. So keep the main thing the main thing. Focus on God. And specifically focus on how strong he is and how much he loves you. Because God does love everybody. Mm -hmm. Right? How strong and he is and how strong you are. With him. Mm -hmm. Right? Me alone, not strong. Me with God, really strong. <laughs> I, probably, I, you know, I might not be able to hit a one rep max of you know whatever on the squat, but with God's help and God's strength, I can get through legitimately any challenge in life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would tell and try to inspire people through is... Realize how strong you are with God's strength, not on your own, not with your own ego. Don't have Evan's ego. Mm -hmm. <laughs> have, you know, focus on God, keep the main thing the main thing, and just keep driving because in the end it'll be okay. Well, I think you did it. I think you're doing a great job. I think that you're inspiring a ton of people, and I think you inspire, well, I know you inspire me every day. You, you push me, and, um, I know you, you are completely changing my life, so I know you're going to change a lot of other people's lives too. So I just, hope so. Just keep doing it, Ep. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. I appreciate y'all listening in, and um, hopefully this inspired you. Hopefully this drives you to see God in a new light, and um, I'm looking forward to next week. All right, everybody. Well, that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Look forward to the next conversation next Sunday. And remember, always keep the main thing the main thing.